You're listening to Marathon Church Podcast. We exist to build communities that love Jesus, love people, and live on purpose. To learn more about Marathon Church, visit MarathonChurch.org. We hope that this encourages you today and builds your faith. Enjoy this week's message. Uh, online, hello. Can we give it up for online viewers, everybody? Yeah, man. I love um, seeing what God does through our online campus all the time, and so, so good. Um, I love that video because it totally like gives us a picture of what it's like to run a race in someone else's shoes, right? Like physically. But mentally and emotionally, we have no idea. And that's sort of what this series is about, of this word called empathy. Everybody say empathy. 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 All right. Yeah. So empathy. And um, I've heard people say, man, I don't want to hear about this empathy thing. And I'm like, yeah, me and you both together. I'm with you on that, right? It's just, it, it's hard. It's a hard thing to do. And so I felt like, how could I, uh, my name's Chase, by the way, and um, I'm one of the pastors here. And so uh, I speak, you know, like twice a month or so on the stage. And I'm thinking, how do I, how can I feel comfortable speaking about a topic that I go, hey, right? How do I do that? I go get a pair of new shoes, right? Anybody with me? Like you love new shoes and you love a new pair of socks. Anybody out there? I thought Eddie talked about this last week. All right, I just need to visually see this because that's my, that's my people. That's my people. Yeah. Okay. So now if you're anything like me and you don't have a lot of money in your bank account, that's a problem when you want new shoes, right? I'm going to confess some things to you today. Um, last week, Eddie talked about how many shoes women had compared to how many shoes men had. Y'all follow me? Everybody with me online? Yeah. I'm totally with the women. (laughs) Like I am. I got no high heels though. I took a break on those. Okay. Um, But no high heels. But I love new shoes. And my parents are here today. Thank you for coming. And they can vouch like I am a shoe guy. My wife will tell you I'm a shoe guy. I love new shoes. So here's what I did. Somehow I found a pair of pants that were too big for me. Thank you, Lord. All right. Too big for me. They were from Academy. I was like, genius. I'm going to take back the pants and get some shoes. Anybody with me? I don't know whose pants these are, but I found them. In, and, and luckily, they were mine you know, later. But I took them. I found these shoes. These are Vans, all right, for all the skaters. I can skate now because I have more Vans. So I, a pair of Vans, y'all. They were on sale for like almost 50% off. Hello. Come on. I'm excited. All right. That's not all. So I go up to the register and I go, yes, here you go. And I'm praying, Lord, you know, I really don't want to spend money on this, but I know I'm probably going to have to put some toward it because they're a pair of pants or whatever. She looks at me and she says, sweetie, it's your day. I said, sweetie, thank you. Blush a little bit, you know. And she said, seriously, she said, it's an even trade. You don't have to worry about anything. I was like, yeah, come on, man. So I am confident. I've been smiling more today. I've been laughing. Why? It's because I got some new shoes on. Somebody give me an amen for that one. Yes, sir. Woo. All right. You guys can go home. Thank you for coming today. So good. Hey, I, I am excited to be here. I need your help, though. Um, to start this message. I'm going to name some names, okay? And please, I I like, you know, crowd interaction and online. I'm going to try to hear you comment, though. You can do that. We have some pastors there that are on there with you. So comment if you're online. 
I'm going to name some names, and I want you to like tell me A or B. The first one I say, obviously, is A. Second one, B. All right? And if you think has the more value, okay? Which one of these people that you feel has more value? You ready for this? I'm ready for it. You ready? I'm ready for it. Okay, he's ready for it. Here we go. Steve Jobs, Apple guy, okay? Or Bill Gates? Steve Jobs, anybody? Okay, I'm with you. I'm like, yeah, okay. Or Bill Gates, anybody? Okay, only like six people are playing this game. Let's do this, people. Come on. All right, so Bill Gates, uh, anybody? I didn't see that. Okay, sweet. Out of show of hands and online, Bill Gates obviously wins that round, okay? Let's move on. A little sports action here. LeBron James, you know what's coming. Michael Jordan. Okay, yeah, I didn't even, I don't even do that. I mean, everybody's like, Michael Jordan, don't even do it, bro, don't even do it. Michael Jordan. Would anybody say LeBron James? Really? Okay, you, you and my buddy right here. Okay, congratulations. You are not popular in this category, okay? Uh, Michael Jordan, I'm gonna have to go with Michael Jordan. LeBron James is good, but Michael Jordan is like, you know, I, I get you. Guys, this is probably going to cause a lot of controversy. You ready? Oh, here we go. Reba McIntyre or Dolly Parton. Oh. <laughs> All right, Reba McIntyre, anybody? <laughs> yep, she's on TV too, man. I tell you, she got shows. Dolly Parton? Yeah, y'all, y'all got season passes to Dollywood. You just, I'm with you. I hear you. Okay, this is the last one. You versus your neighbor. Y'all even mumbling. Quit. You and your husband, like, I told you, man, that neighbor ain't worth nothing. I tell you. And then your neighbor is across the over here going, I tell you, that neighbor ain't worth nothing. Man, okay, here's what, what if I told you, let's do this. Y'all probably know this. You've heard this. You... Your quote-unquote neighbor, Dolly Parton, Reba, LeBron, Michael Jordan, Bill Gates, all those guys, Steve Jobs, we all have equal value. We do. That should make you feel good inside, okay? Now, we may not have the same bank account. Come on, man, right? We may not have the same talent in sports. We may not have the same voice. We may not have the same grass, okay? Well, that's my neighbor, right? My neighbor has some good grass. I, I try. But we may not have the same things, but we have the same value. And so today, everybody say value. Today, I felt led to sort of tie in how this series is about empathy, but I, I don't think we're there yet. Eddie had a great start last week, but I don't know if we mentally, and if this is your first time hearing this message, I don't know if we can get to empathy without having some sort of roadmap on how to do this. And so today I felt convicted of going, all right, let's talk about this for a little bit. All right, if you have your Bibles, we're going to be in two places today. We're going to be in Genesis 1, like, yeah, chapter 1, Genesis 1, and then we're going to be in 1 Samuel 16. All right, so those two places, go ahead and find those. If you have a U version, you can click on those. Um, find out where, just so when we get there, you are right there with us. And so 
Eddie had a really good point last week at the end that I could not get out of my head. Y'all ready? He said, sympathy throws you a rope. Like if you're in a well, sympathy throws you a rope, but empathy gets down in the hole in the well with you and says, we're going to get out, get through this together. We're going to get out together. Sympathy says, here you go. Empathy says, nah, we'll get, I'm going to get in there with you. And we're going to get out together. That's what I want. I want empathy, right? That's the kind of relationship I want with people. That someone would get down in a hole, get down in the, in the muck of it, and go, we're going to get through it together. That's what I want. I would love that. And so here's the problem, though. In Leviticus, he talked about, Eddie talked about last week with the old shoes, like Old Testament before Jesus. Like Leviticus talked about how love your neighbor as you love yourself, right? And they're trying to figure out your neighbor. Is that people that I like? Is that people that I don't like? Is that combo? Like, how do we do this? Love your neighbor as you love yourself. Okay, how do I, how do, I do this? Well, who were those people? Were they people like them? And we find out later when Jesus comes along, the new shoes. The new shoes says, here's the deal in John 13, 34. Love them the way I have loved you. So it was an action. It was an example. I'm going to show you through examples on how to love one another. Now, if you're sitting there and you're saying, I don't want to hear about how I should love one another. Okay, give me to the end and we'll see if you have any toes left because I do not. (laughs) Stepping on your toes. Get it? Okay, here we go. Moving on. Obviously, God wants us to love people. He does. Scripture throughout says that. Old Testament, New Testament, old shoes, new shoes. But the tension is, is what if they're people that are not like me and we have differences and they don't deserve it? What about those people? Well, the quick churchy answer is, well, yes, brother, you should love them. Okay, let's do that in car line. Okay, let's do that. Let's do that if, if all your employees are, are making you lose money. Let's talk about that when your kids are going nuts or when your, your girlfriend's breaking up with you, boyfriend's breaking up with you, and he cheats on you or something. Like, let's get real. Let's start talking about how do we love those people. Today's message is inspired by a conversation that I had with one of my students. I get the privilege of like talking and, and, and pastoring the families of the church with my wife. And we have some crazy conversations. He was talking about the camp that's coming. I mean, we've had conversations all over this property uh, with students about kingdom work and about relationship with, with Jesus. We've had those kind of conversations. But this conversation that I had was like, whoa, it was eye-opening for me. And so if you will, let me, let me explain through this, this message was inspired by that conversation. Now, I wore a cardigan for you guys today. Everybody like my cardigan? If you don't say, yes, I do like it, okay? Because of this guy right here, Mr. Rogers. Come on, everybody. Everybody's like, I love that guy. Woo! Someone younger generation, who, who is that again? I don't know who that is. Mr. Rogers, he was this um, Presbyterian. He was a Christian. And um, he was on TV, okay? And I loved these episodes. I, I came a little bit later, but I loved re-watching these episodes because of who he was. And if, you, if those have watched this, 
You've heard him talk and immediately you go, the world is okay. That's good. You know what I mean? Like I just loved, he was like that, that guy, that, that grandpa, that, that dad that would just be like, look, let's learn today. Let's learn. Today. And I, what I love about it is when he would come in, just like this picture right here, he would come in to the living room, right? And he would take off his cardigan, put it in the thing. And then when he sat down, he'd change his cardigan, I should say, change his cardigan. And when he sat down to change his shoes, I went, oh, shoot, we're about to change the world. You know what I'm saying? Because he was about to tell us how to shift our perspective. He's about to tell us. I remember watching him where he would have uh, kids that were in wheelchairs. And he would spend the whole episode. I'm getting emotional. What the heck? Okay. He, literally, what am I doing? Not yet, Chase. Not yet. Okay, here we go. He would spend the entire episode just speaking to that little boy or that little girl. And he would talk about how they have value and that you are perfect and unique just the way you are. And I remember looking at that and hearing that going, that gives me some hope. Because <laughs> I'm a crazy kid that's like, my parents can tell you when I was a little kid, I was bouncing off the wall. I wouldn't shut up. It was like, I couldn't speak when I was little. My friends would go to my parents and go, I think Chase is wanting to spend the night, but we can't understand him. Can you help? And I mean, it was just like all over the place. And so when I hear these things, I'm like, yes, I'm perfect and unique just the way I was. And so Mr. Rogers having that Christian background on TV, he made a point to not ever preach, but to live by example. And, and, and even here, I'm going to quote this. It says, Mr. Rogers, Fred Rogers, rarely spoke about his faith on air because he believed that teaching through example was as powerful as preaching. And I'm with him. If we would start, stop preaching at our neighbor's and we'd start living by example, the Christ-like example, the world would change. I believe that. And that's coming from a pastor who is living is in preaching. You, you feeling me? We got to stop preaching to people and start loving people by example. That's how we do this. Mr. Rogers, he changed the perspective. And every time I heard him do an episode or every time that I've, I, I saw him or I see interviews, if you go and watch his interviews, there's one thing that I find in common, this one common trait. You know what that is? I've said it. It's value. Value. We talked about who, who, who you think has more value, right? Dolly Parton for sure. That Reba. All right. You know, I heard you say that exactly that way. Here's what I think that Mr. Rogers was trying to do. Given the background, he knew that you had value. He knew this because of Genesis chapter 1. You ready? Genesis chapter 1. God created mankind in his own image. In the image of God, he created them. Male and female, he created them. Now, if you keep reading, here's what's awesome. If you keep reading... It says, God saw all that he had made, and it was very good. That's scripture. 
Just keep reading. I think it's in verse 27. God saw what he made, you, me, the creation. He saw everybody in their unique way, and he saw it, and he said, this ain't okay. This is very good, and you have value. And then he sees your neighbor that you can't stand, and he looks at them and says, I see value in you. I see what I made, and it's very good. But God, you don't know what they did. He still sees value, and he sees purpose. I tell you, somebody needs to hear this today. I thought about this last night. Your value comes from your creator. Write that down. Put that on something in your car. When you're driving down the road, you can see it, or somehow in your, the bathroom, write it, whatever. Your value comes from your creator and your creator alone. The world's going to tell you your value is going to come from materialistic things. The world's going to tell you that your value is going uh, to amount to how many likes you have or follows you have or how many people comment on your things. That's what the world's going to tell you. But what I read in scripture and what I believe is true and what I've seen in my own life is that my value comes from only my creator. Can I get an amen on that one? And in this four, these four walls or so, it's easy to say that. But sometimes it's really hard to live it when we've been dealt a hand that is just brutal. And that's why I believe that the church is so important. Because you can come in this, this building and you can hear, you have value. I love Life Track. I know we are talking about it, but I just thought about this. There's so many stories that come out of that life track room of saying, I never knew my purpose. I, I didn't know that until I, I went to this class. I, my eyes were open. If you get a chance, I'm not kidding. This is not a sales pitch. You need to go to life track. Why? Because you start to see that your value comes from your creator. And you have purpose, not in the four walls of the church even, but outside in your neighborhoods and in your workplaces because you have value from an almighty creator. Fred Rogers says, we all have different gifts, so we all have different ways of saying to the world who we are. I have gifts and talents, so do you. I, I have things that I do live a certain way, right? And, and I, I've put into my community, same thing goes for you. You have, we all have unique gifts and talents. Why? Because we were all made in the image of God and in his likeness. And he says that it's very good what he created. It's very good. But some of us don't believe that here today. So you thought I was talking about your neighbors. I'm actually talking about you. You don't believe you have value. You don't believe that God's gifted you to do anything. Chase, the only thing I can play is radio. I hear you. I ain't talking about that. You don't need to be Reba McIntyre. There's already a Reba McIntyre and a Dolly Parton. You be you. You have value. What does God want to do with you today? 
Are y'all following me online? You with me? What does God want to do with you? The tension is, is sometimes we start looking at our neighbors that are, that we have differences with and our differences are so strong that we can't see the worth and value in them. And therein lies the problem. Cause now we don't see value in our own selves. And here we go coming out of church. I'm going to do good today. I'm going to give empathy to somebody else. But you don't even have empathy for yourself. You don't have value for yourself. How are you going to do this? Well, let's look. Conversation with my student. You ready? He said, let me remind you, this is a middle school student. Okay? These conversations when I was in middle school was about girls, basketball, and four-wheelers. Okay? Not this conversation. He says, what do I do when I can't value people who are dying and going to hell? Say what? Sorry. What do I do when I can't value someone that is dying and going to hell? See, we had this, we had this series in our student ministry. And that night, one of our small group leaders, Jared, was given the message. And he did a great job. And he, he, he talked a little bit about value and respect and things like that. And this one thing stuck with this kid. And he asked me, why? Why can't I, how, how do I value someone that I, that I disagree with and they're going to hell? And I said, well, let's pause there. You keep saying that. Why do you think they're going to hell? And he, he said, because of their preferences and their political beliefs. It's like, you're 13. What? And he just, he started crying. And so we had this amazing conversation. Because I was just like, listen, the Bible tells us that Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life, and no one comes to the Father but through him. That's scripture. That's, that's your ticket to heaven. That's the whole thing with heaven and hell. Jesus is the answer. Y'all following me? And I, and I told, I, I was like, you, you with me on that? Yes. Okay, so just because you have political differences or you have different preferences or things like that doesn't mean that one or the other is, is going to hell. That's, you, we got to stop. Hold on just a second. But he kept going. He was so passionate and he was so broken by this because he didn't want to see them go to hell and he wanted so badly to value that person. But everything in his being was telling him different. And I realized that he was seeing this Situation through the eyes of Instagram, TikTok, and social media. Because through that perspective, absolutely. You're right. They're wrong. You have differences. They must not be a believer. And so we got to talk a little bit about that. And we started talking a little bit. And he explained like more and more how he felt and. And I was able to really analyze what he was saying. And the whole time I'm going, Lord, this is turned for the worst. I don't know what to say. How, how, I'm out. I'm out. Like, I, I, don't know what, I don't know what to say. And the Lord just pressed on my heart, 1 Samuel. 1 Samuel. And, and you got to understand the context. I wish I had time to go into 1 Samuel because it, it's such a beautiful, like, 
this idea of who God is. But First Samuel is about like lordship and kingship and trying to, who, is the Lord going to anoint this person to be king? And so that's, that's me paraphrasing. And, and all of a sudden, this is what uh, the Lord says to Samuel. But the Lord said to Samuel, do not consider his appearance or his height, for I've rejected him. The Lord does not uh, look at the things of people that people look at. People look at the outward appearance, but the Lord looks at the what? Heart. And so I was able to tell him, I was like, dude, you were, you're trying to value somebody with the outward lens of the worldly, awkward, confused appearance that they have. You're trying to value that. But what does the, what does the Lord say? Uh, and I told him, I said, the Lord says that they may be giving you actions. And I'm, can I be brutal for a second? This right here, this is what I'm talking about. This is the kind of situations that this kid has. He's sitting amongst these people, and he's the only one in his classroom. And in, the, in this conversation, the one girl says to the kid, F you and F your sky daddy. He's telling me this stuff. Meaning God, sky daddy. Apparently that's the new name. You're talking about a broken heart? Can you imagine that? Being 13 years old and having to stand up for your faith like that? Holy cow. What do you do with that? No wonder he's broken hearted. And so... I'm trying my best to picture where he's at. And again, when I was in middle school, that wasn't the topic. And so I'm trying my best and I, I say, but here's the deal. Jesus, the only thing I can tell you is that Jesus himself was in your shoes. What do you mean? Jesus had to look at people that he didn't agree with necessarily and that spit on him, crucified him, brutally beat him, mocked him. Even Judas, one of his, uh, his disciples and friends, <laughs> betrayed him. And he still looked at those people. I, I can imagine as he's getting ready and they nail these nails into his hands and he looks at the Roman soldier. I can just imagine what that looked like. That Roman soldier is killing me right now. He's made in the image of God. See, this is way bigger, way bigger than your neighborhood quarrel. And God's calling you and I out, saying, now's the time. Now's the time. If it's not you, then who is it? Who, who's going to stand up? Who's going to stand up? Even those that killed him. And why? Why? Why did he see it that way? You ready? Because it starts with the heart. Jesus had a heart after God. God he, he literally had God's own heart. And it started there. And he was able to see people with worth and value. And he saw them in the image of God. So, frankly, it's this. It starts with your heart. If you struggle with this idea, it's got to start there. It's got to start there because 
If you're trying to work on empathy towards somebody or towards others, you need to see their value. Simply put, it's this. Empathy is a result of value as we see in Scripture. Empathy is a result of value. Look at what Eddie said as we start to land the plane here today. Eddie said last week, empathy is getting in the well. Remember this? With someone and saying, we're going to get out together. Why? Because you see their worth and you see their worth in their existence, not in their actions. You see their worth. Social media will say, look at their actions. God says, look, look at the heart. And they may have a dirty heart, but that's not for you to fix. That's for the Holy Spirit to fix. Are y'all getting it? When this happens, we begin to see people made in the image of God. How do you see Republicans and Democrats? Through the image of God. I don't care where you land. They're still made in the image of God. Both sides. Where do you see or how do you see your kid who is rebellious, consistent, disobedient? They're always pushing the limit. They're always getting trouble in in school. They're failing and you don't know what else to do. How do you view them? How do you see them? Through the image of God. How do you see someone who stole something from you? Through the image of God. Fred Rogers said, love and success, it's that easy and it's that difficult. Meaning, this is not easy. This is really, really hard. But when and if you can do this, you'll be putting on some new shoes and getting ready to change the world. Um. Maybe this is what you need to hear too. These questions, what would it look like for me to treat those people in a way that honors God? Maybe that's how we start. What would it look like for me to treat those people in a way that honors God? Because the heart of God is for us, right? And when we can start to see that, then we can start asking the question, okay, what are some people in my life right now that I disagree with that's always causing friction and I'm trying to figure it out? Like, who are those people and how can I honor them? Do they deserve it? Not at all. I'm not saying go out and give them a trophy for their actions. What I am saying, let's work on you. Let's, let's see how this works out. Let's see how this plays out. So that's one question. The second question is this. Do I have chains that are weighing me down? And what are they? See, most of us, we do this on the regular without even knowing it. We start putting these chains on us with the clothes we wear because we value that, apparently. Right? Myself included. If I had a new pair of shoes, I'd feel more comfortable. You see what I'm saying? We have so many brands and names on us as we walk into church that we don't even know our own name and who we belong to. Because we're trying to impress everybody, we're trying to find value in that. Or maybe it's uh, we find value in houses. I'm with you on that one. The bigger the house, the more I can do, right? 
or the, uh, the value of the cars, or, oh, this is a big one, the value of, man, if, if I put my kids through sports and they really get good at it, then they'll be the talk of the neighborhood, how they're so good, and then we'd have value. And you start weighing yourself so, so much weight on you, right? That you can hardly even look up to see somebody else because you're tr- you have all these chains and these values that you think are worth anything. And I'm telling you, there's no value in that. Are those bad things? No. I love Van shoes. My kid plays baseball. But that doesn't mean that dictates who he's going to be in the future. That doesn't mean that that's the only way that he's going to be accepted. No. This is a big deal in my household. Value only comes from your creator. And some of you guys, I can see it in your faces. You are weighed down heavily with these chains. Chris, who was helping me bring all this stuff out. You know what he said? He's like, these chains are heavier than you think. I was like, ain't that the truth? Some of you guys have been carrying these chains for quite a bit. And you, you keep going to chiropractors trying to figure out what's wrong with your back. That's a legit statement. You know What? You want to know how real this is for me? Been out of the music industry for 11 years. I was very successful in the music industry. It was out, and I put my value in how the number ones, we talked about this. We, I put my value in how many dates I could play and all that stuff. And, and I made a goal. I said, Lord, I think I want to make some more music again. And that voice... That ship has sailed. You don't have any value in that. I remember going to my closet this week, carrying these. I'm not preaching at you. I'm telling you my, my story. And I try and I try and I try go, Lord, you're giving me these songs and a lot of people, I guess, want to hear them, but regardless if they want to hear them or not, I feel like they're your songs, so I'll record them. I get a text from a guy I haven't talked to in, gosh, 15 years. He's one of the top artists in the industry. He said, man, I'd love to connect with you, bro. It's been too long. You do have a purpose. You know what that was? That was the grace of God saying, take off these chains. Take them off. That was was your heavenly father going, You are valued, son. That was God telling me, your value 
is in your creator. Go write about it. Somebody else needs to hear that because someone is going to hear a song that was recorded 10 years ago and they're going to drop their chains and they're going to give my life, give their life to me because of something that you went through and I showed you grace and mercy. That's for you out there. You need to drop the chains. You need to drop the chains. Because we got to get busy about the Father's business. And if you're going to have any empathy towards anybody, then you need to start seeing the value in yourself because it starts in your heart. And you got to start letting those chains go so you can actually see the people that God's putting in your path. Maybe the person that has given you the most grief and pain is the one that God wants. And he's using you. He's anointed you to be the one and go, don't look at their actions. Don't look at their outward appearance. Look at the heart. I'm going to say a statement as we close. I want you guys to stand with me. If you're at home watching this, I would love for this next moment to be a moment of reflection. So please, if you're on campus, don't go anywhere. Don't check out. Just give me a second. If you're in your house, maybe this time just to, just to bring in for just a moment. Fred Rogers, Mr. Rogers, he, uh, he made a statement. He said, uh, where is it at? There it is. He said, our society is more interested in information than wonder. He said, they're more interested in the noise rather than the silence. I couldn't agree more with him. Everybody's looking for a cure. Everybody's looking for a treatment. Everybody's trying to figure out what's going on. We're watching the news, and it's just so noisy. And so I would like to just be silent. I know that may feel awkward to some. But that's what I had to do. I had to go in my closet and sit down. Put on some new shoes. Get ready to change the world. So for 30 seconds, I want us to reflect on this statement. Jesus sees you. And says, my scars prove you have value. Will you bow your heads, close your eyes? Can we do that? 30 seconds. If you were encouraged by today's message and made a decision to follow Jesus, be sure you let us know by connecting with us online at marathonchurch.org. If you haven't already, be sure to rate us and hit subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you stream your podcast. To experience more messages, videos, and live gatherings, visit us at marathonchurch.org or download the Marathon Church app. Thank you for listening to Marathon Church Podcast.